Hi, I'm Grace Carlson. And I'm Laura Lillis. And this is our Tinnitus podcast where we'll be talking a little bit about cognitive behavioral therapy. So, to start us off, Grace, do you want to tell us a little bit about tinnitus? Yeah, so tinnitus is a symptom. So, it's not a disease process in itself, but it's characterized by an auditory phantom sensation. So that's when the patient or the person hears the tinnitus, but there's no sound um, at all, so they're just perceiving it. And the sound can be a ringing, a buzzing, chirping, or really any other kind of sound. And interestingly, there are about 5 to 15% of people in the world who have tinnitus, but there's no objective measure of tinnitus. So it just relies on the patient reporting that they have it, and then that's where the diagnosis comes from. So now that we know a little bit about what tinnitus is, Laura, can you tell us how it can be treated? Yeah, so there are an absurd amount of ways that tinnitus can claim to be treated, (laughs) but there are some validated and some that are not validated, but some of them are hearing aids, and those can also treat hearing loss. There's sound therapy, counseling, and cognitive behavioral therapy, which we'll be talking about today. These methods can assist in the management of tinnitus, but there truly is no cure. Mm -hmm. And the treatment of tinnitus also depends on the impact of the tinnitus on the patient. Some patients barely notice their tinnitus, and some find it absolutely debilitating. Yeah, exactly. Um, Some patients find their tinnitus really debilitating, which is sad, you know, for a patient to feel like that. Um, And it's interesting that it's such a common symptom, but there are no cures available for it. But there are a ton of things that claim to cure tinnitus um, with all this evidence. I'm using air quotes right now. Mm -hmm. But like these over-the-counter medicines that you see when you go to CVS or Walgreens and just see all these aisles full of stop the ring and things like that, Um, They really don't do anything for tinnitus at all. There are so many stops along the peripheral and central autonomic nervous system that contribute to tinnitus, so one pill won't influence everything. It's not going to do anything because it's such a complicated process for getting the symptom of tinnitus. And then all these pills that you see or um, tablets or eardrops that claim to have all this evidence, there's absolutely no evidence that they do anything for tinnitus at all. Or at least valid evidence. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. I guess some guy, like, whose neighbor got cured from tinnitus from taking this pill, that is not good evidence. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Cochrane Reviews, which are the gold standard, um, they review all the different research available um, regarding anything. So they've looked at tinnitus and it shows no evidence for any pharmacological or supplement being effective at treating tinnitus. So if this really respected gold standard thing isn't finding any evidence um, that taking a pill does tinnitus cure, there's no evidence for it really. Right. Yeah, so now that we know what doesn't work, (laughs) Laura, can you tell us a little bit about CBT? Yeah, so um, just to give you a little background on cognitive behavioral therapy, it was developed in the 1960s by a famous psychiatrist named Dr. Aaron Beck. I don't know if anyone heard about them in any of their psychology courses, but he's a pretty big name. I and... hadn't heard of him until doing this. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, I have heard of I've, I 
was a psych undergrad. Anyway. Okay. So <laughs> there, um, he invented cognitive behavioral therapy as a kind of therapy for depression, and it was later applied to tinnitus in the 1980s. So a definition of CBT is that it is a collection of psychological treatment based on the cognitive and behavioral traditions in psychology, and it is used to treat um, people who are suffering from tinnitus. And it is, its main aim is to reduce the impact of tinnitus on a person's quality of life rather than directly changing the perceived loudness. Oh, so it doesn't really impact the tinnitus. It just is what the patient perceives? Exactly. Okay. It's the perception. So CBT has two like umbrella components that are molded together into one therapy technique, hence the name cognitive behavioral. Um, so cognitive strategies are based on the idea that negative thoughts about a specific event or experience, like tinnitus, produce an emotional response that can be destructive. So the negative thoughts cause a negative emotion. Cognitive strategies are thought to work by identifying any irrational thinking styles and then replacing them or modifying them with alternative realistic beliefs. So taking those bad thoughts and making them realistic Mm -hmm. because, you know, you can digress into the depths of your mind. Yeah, start to spiral. Spiraling, exactly. And then behavioral intervention, which is the second component, would be used to decrease the impact of tinnitus on a person's daily life. The person learns that tinnitus sound is no longer capable of eliciting negative emotions or distress, and it applies the strategy in situations outside of therapy, that generalization aspect. The activities for CBT are not the kind where you just think you sit down and tell me about your feelings in therapy, (laughs) where you're on the creepy leather couch and you have to tell everyone about your childhood drama. (laughs) No, it's just a method that... um, can consist of, but isn't just limited to mindful meditation, applied relaxation, guided discussion, desensitization, and journaling. And so how many sessions would there be? So it can typically involve six to 10 weekly therapy sessions, um, either in individual or small groups. So you don't have to be alone. You can do this with some of your friends or just a group of people that share the same struggle. Okay. And each of these sessions can address a specific topic or an educational overview of tinnitus and sleep hygiene, which I know is a big one with Mm -hmm. tinnitus, stress management, relaxation, and cognitive restructuring. Can you give us an example of what an exercise would be in CBT? Yeah, absolutely. So let's give an example of you're having a really bad day and you have a really negative thought of something like, my tinnitus is so bad today and I won't enjoy going out to dinner with my husband or wife and so therefore I won't go. And you will ultimately turn it into a good thought like I have tinnitus and it may be distracting but I'm going to go to this dinner with my spouse and enjoy spending time with this delightful human and this meal and have a great evening. Oh great. Yeah so it turns into a really lovely thought at the end of the day Mm -hmm. but that is not just a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. There are no set guidelines for CBT for the use of treatment of tinnitus, and standards may vary among all practices. Oh, okay. So now that we know about CBT, who can perform it? Like, whose job or duty is this? Yeah, so like you said, they were designed by psychologists and psychiatrists, but CBT doesn't have to be administered by these professionals. Um, people can give CBT who are, or counselors or social workers can give CBT therapy. 
but really all you need is a certification and then you can deliver the CBT intervention. But if there aren't providers nearby who specialize in CBT for tinnitus, because that's such a specialized subset, mm-hmm. um, as audiologists, we can consider referring the patients to providers who specialize in CBT for chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then they can still get the benefit. But the audiologist can also consider giving a brief education um, to the CBT professional about tinnitus, um, the pathophysiology, what causes it, um, just so that they have more of a background in tinnitus. Okay. But I think the biggest takeaway from this and who performs the CBT is as audiologists, just working together with mental health professionals can only benefit the patient with tinnitus. Right. So speaking of the patient with tinnitus, who who would be a candidate for CBT? So it's typically recommended in severe cases of tinnitus. Um, they'll typically start with the audiologist who will make the diagnosis um, and then refer out to the CBT professional. But we should also keep in mind that if the patient has comorbid health conditions, um, so conditions along with the tinnitus that make it worse, um, or they express catastrophic thoughts when talking about the tinnitus, things like I'm suffering and I will always suffer, or I'm just desperate and terrified, then we should really consider a referral to a psychologist or a mental health provider. Um, But if the primary complaint is that the tinnitus makes the patient feel anxious or depressed, then again, we should refer the patient for outside services. But something else to consider is insurance, geography, and individual personality of both the patient and the provider are all factors in choosing the best CBT professional to work with. Earlier, we talked about all the things that don't have any effect on tinnitus. Mm -hmm. Um, So is there any evidence that CBT um, has any effect on tinnitus? Yeah, so there on the Cochrane Reviews, which we talked about is the gold standard for evidence-based practice pretty much, Mm -hmm. is that there are some really positive outcomes with CBT and that it is effective in reducing the impact of tinnitus on a person's quality of life. at the end of their treatment and that if there are any, that there are no adverse effects from receiving CBT. So none of that crazy stuff on the back of the bottle, the side effects that scare <laughs> you more than the actual symptom itself. Yeah. So um, there are plenty of studies on CBT that it, that shows that it delivers tinnitus specific improvement, which is maintained over time and it can positively impact a person's mood. So all in all, CBT is recommended as a good treatment for tinnitus, and we have a ton of studies that we can link to the bottom that people can look and see that it is approved yeah. by yeah. Cochrane. <laughs> now, it's great that there is a treatment for something that can be so distressing to the patient. Absolutely. So now that we've given a pretty decent amount about cognitive behavioral therapy and tinnitus, how would you refer a patient, a patient for CBT? So I should say I had never heard of CBT before starting clinic um, in the AUD program. So I don't know if it's just I was not aware of it, um, but it isn't something that is talked about often in outside life. So first of all, just making 
providers aware that it exists and it can be a good help for tinnitus is a good first step for getting more patients who could benefit from it enrolled in it. But as an audiologist, as a provider, if you think that CBT would be beneficial for your patient but you're not quite sure how to bring it up, there are some um, suggestions that you can make um, in, in telling them. An example is to the patient, you've made progress in your tinnitus, but in reviewing your responses to this questionnaire, it shows that you are still experiencing some distress from your tinnitus, like you mentioned, and that the approaches that we've tried so far, like hearing aids or progressive muscle relaxation, aren't helping like they used to. And our thoughts and our beliefs can affect our actions. So I want to tell you a little bit about cognitive behavioral therapy, which is evidence-based. There's a lot of evidence that it has good outcomes for tinnitus patients, and it can help you manage your tinnitus distress. CBT focuses on problem solving and developing coping skills for when you are feeling like your tinnitus is really bothersome and it's really getting to you. And Professionally, um, I think that seeing a therapist who specializes in CBT would be a benefit for you. I do want to tell you that it's not a cure. It won't make your tinnitus go away, but it can really help you find ways to pay less attention to it so it becomes less bothersome. So that little bit kind of summed up everything that we've talked about from CBT so far. It's not a cure, but it can help patients change their response to the tinnitus so it doesn't feel so overwhelming and distressing. Yeah, it's a very effective management style, and that's the term that we love to use is managing tinnitus so mm -hmm. that you can have control over something that may feel like is controlling your life, putting the power back into the people <laughs> to manage their tinnitus. Yes, and most importantly, it's evidence-based, so yeah. it's not just some fake therapy that you're just kind of hoping will stick, like there's actual evidence behind it. Yeah, and tinnitus is extremely complex, and cognitive mm -hmm. behavioral therapy is also complex, and yeah, Laura, it's been great. Laura, so sorry. <laughs> it's been great to um, learn about CBT and tinnitus with you, and we hope you enjoyed our podcast. Yeah, I hope it's A-worthy. Yes. <laughs>